At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, warm-up for the Evo! Welcome to Love Las Vegas for Kessie Kessie with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Visa Family and Podcast. We've got a great podcast for you guys. We're going to be joined in segment number two by Rob Donaldson. He does great work as a tremendous handicapper over on his YouTube feed, youtube.com slash Rob Donaldson, and he does an incredible job taking a look at college football, college basketball, list goes on and on. We're going to ask him about a wide variety of things. We're going to be taking a look at these teams. They're dealing with realignment this year because a lot of us are noting the fact that the Pac-12 has completely dissolved. But as we know, this year there are some teams in some new places. The American Conference USA, Big 12, all looking a little bit different. So we're going to be asking him how he's gauging some of those teams. And then we're going to be looking at just some teams that he thinks has a little bit of upside with regards to the mid-majors. We're also going to be diving in on a little bit of future strategy as well because I feel like myself and Rob were sort of cut from the same cloth. We're a little bit more game-to-game handicappers, but he actually looks at futures a little bit more from a player perspective rather than a team perspective. So we're going to be diving in on that and so much more. Really didn't get in a lot of news and notes of college basketball Monday. It was a Labor Day Monday, and well, college basketball took the day off from producing a lot of news, and you can tell that the transfer portal certainly has slowed down quite a bit. We're getting fewer and fewer updates. It feels like things are very much solidified, since whether or not these two-time waivers are actually going to be coming through for these players or not, so certainly going to be keeping an eye on that and trying to keep an eye on a little bit of everything to get you set for this upcoming college basketball season, and with having fewer moves with regards to players with that being all set please do fire in those questions if you have them for this podcast if you have a question comment segment idea what have you for this podcast you've got one of two ways we have fire those in first one is my x timeline at gnn underscore d1 keep in mind letter cm maybe does not matter size per usual please do send these into the timeline and the other way that's fine an apple podcast review if you rate this podcast five stars it is very much appreciated and then from there you're able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast by that five star review really didn't get in a lot of twitter questions today really did not see a lot on the college basketball front with regards to news i will just pass along that conference previews are continuing the sunbelt and the swack are going to be next up and then we hit the two w's and the wcc and then the whack as well and then we get into more of the power conferences so we're starting to get hot and heavy there and we've got ourselves a great chat with rob coming up on the flip side here on cuts Coast Coast with myself greg Eves peterson now we're going up a key goal 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie, too, for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. Are you ready to become a winning sports better? Schedule a call with SBIA to find out how their service can make you a long-term winning player. They've developed an innovative algorithm that maximizes units return, and they are so confident in their system that they offer a money-back guarantee. Sign up by October 31st and get their NBA package at no cost until they reach 10 net units. They treat sports betting like a business. So if you want to learn how to make your sports betting dreams a reality, visit them at SBIA1.com and check them out on social media at SBIA Sports. 
And we're back here lovely Las Vegas for Guilty Gussies with myself, Greg Eves Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family of Podcasts. Always great to be joined by this man, Rob Donaldson. He does a tremendous job handicapping both the game of basketball and college basketball. Top that as well. He's getting into college football as well. I know that he's had a nice start to the season there. He always does a tremendous job in pretty much everything that he handicaps. You're able to follow him on X at RobDFB or YouTube has yet to change to like some random letter or anything like that. You're able to find him on his YouTube feed at YouTube.com slash his first and last name, Rob Donaldson, which is where you're able to find all of his picks, all of his shows. And Rob, it's great to have you aboard. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me on, Greg. It's a great time to be talking about college sports and just sports in general and college basketball, man. We're only two months away, really, from it starting up, so exciting time. Oh, it certainly is, and we're talking all about realignment because of everything that has been going down in college basketball, but how do you evaluate what is going to be happening this year with regards to the new teams that are joining conferences, like the Big 12 that's welcomed in Central Florida and teams like that. As we know, we're going to have very much a new look Conference USA, a new look American. And I think that these are things of intrigue and could give us a little bit of a nice case study for what we're going to be finding next year as well. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how these certain styles kind of translate into these different leagues. And with a team like Houston, I think, you know, we're not talking about a crazy drastic move here because they're such a well-rounded, talented team with a great head coach that the transition is going to probably go pretty smooth and they're probably going to be competitors right away. With some of these other ones, like you said, Conference USA and the American, it's going to be interesting to see how those hierarchies start to play out here. Yeah, it certainly is going to be. And I take a look at all these conferences, and I do think that it is going to be causing for a lot of volatility because we typically see it go one of two ways. Either these teams go into a conference and they have a really, really good start, or they really struggle. Like I go back to Robert Morris a few seasons ago, going from the NEC to the Ryzen Lake, and they got completely destroyed. Meanwhile, we take a look at these D2 schools that have come up to the D1 level, like a St. Thomas, like a Bellarmine, and a lot of these teams have had a lot of success right away. So I do feel like when you welcome in teams that play at a little bit of a different style, it is typically one of those situations where it's either really, really good or really, really bad and not a ton of in-between. Yeah, and it's going to be really interesting to see how a team like North Texas performs in their first year in the American. Obviously, they are one of the slower, more methodical styles over the past few years, but now they're changing regime at head coach. They're going into a new conference. They're playing in a conference now that's going to be really pushing the issue in terms of offense. It's just going to be really interesting interesting to see how a really notable program like North Texas is going to make that transition into this year. Yeah, but I think that they are going to be one of the more interesting case studies in all of college basketball. And I think that UAB is an interesting team as well, because UAB, as we know, they lose Jelly Walker, but they were a team that was essentially the opposite of North Texas, and that always caused for some very fun matchups during the Conference USA season because you get the super-duper fast team going up against the super-duper slow team. How do you evaluate a team like UAB for this upcoming season that they are bringing in a lot of transfers, but a lot of the transfers that they're bringing in, they're mainly highly touted junior college transfers, which is a little bit different than what they've done in past years. You know, it's really interesting when you have a team with a lot of junior college transfers or a lot of ball dominant guards coming into a team via the transfer portal or whatever else is we're going to see a lot of offense from them and probably a lot of inefficient defense as well. And it's really just going to come down to 
you know, can that offense pick up the slack that the defense is going to be letting up? It's just going to be an interesting battle, especially when you're making that transition into a new year. I wouldn't be as bullish on UAB personally, especially with some roster turnover there. They are a talented program with a lot of talented pieces, and it wouldn't be surprising if they make a little bit of magic happen maybe late in the season, but early on, that's definitely a stay away team for me. And I do think that gauging some of these teams that are bringing in a lot of junior college transfers, they can be some of the hardest to be able to gauge. As joining me on the show, we do have Rob Donaldson. He does tremendous work over at the Rob's Best Bets feed over on YouTube. And Rob, when it does come to gauging these teams that bring in junior college transfers, how do you go about things? Just because these, I do think, are the more fascinating teams out there because there are some of these guys that they have a little bit of Division One experience, like for example, Northwestern State, the Demons, are bringing in Addison Patterson. We remember him from his time at Oregon. He was at Nevada, went down to the junior college level, and now he's resurfacing. Even though we didn't see a lot of him at the Division One level, we got a little bit of taste of him. Meanwhile, there are other guys that we really don't, and these are always such interesting case studies because sometimes in like the junior college level, a guy that averaged 10 points, 5 rebounds, he goes up to the D1 level and has an immediate impact. Meanwhile, other guys that were averaging like 25 points shot like 45% for three, they're just complete flop. <laughs> it really is one of those things where basketball is such a chemistry-based sport that if you are just a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit off your game mentally, you know, everything can be thrown out of whack. And the way that we view these teams coming into seasons, you know, we remember this player maybe being really great at one level of basketball or a notable name now trying to maybe transition into a new role. And that's kind of where the gray area lies, because although these names and individuals might be talented and skilled offensively or defensively, how they fit into a new team, into a new role, that's where things get murky. So when you look at a team like, for example, Austin P. You know, and they're bringing in four or five guys from that Northwestern State team that we saw really perform well last season. I don't think their transition is going to be as drastic, especially with Austin Peace head coach being a former assistant on Northwestern State. With a team like that, a lot of roster turnover, maybe you're a little bit optimistic with how they perform. But with a team that's kind of just formulating all these players that haven't ever played basketball together on a court and then seeing how they work together. Those are usually the teams that I try to stay away from away from or fade early in the season as well. And I think that it is so interesting that you bring up that awesome P team because ironically enough, they sort of had that last year as well because Corey Gibson was an assistant at Missouri State. He brought with him a bunch of guys from Missouri State and now they're going with them to awesome P as well. But that does lead to a follow-up question as well in that What we noticed with college football, which is a sport that you've done a really good job of being able to handicap as well, is that a lot of these two-time transfers, they are getting denied waivers. And I do think Mm -hmm. that diving into this is right now very difficult to do. And how much do you want to be maybe putting those teams that are going to be dealing with a lot of two-time transfers? And I'll bring up an example, Memphis, leaving it be a little bit more of a jury's out situation and trying to go with more of the known commodities first, just because we saw the NCAA not allow a lot of these guys. And there are a bunch of rosters right now where it's hard to evaluate because if some of these two-time transfers are allowed to play, there's going to be a lot of upside with that team. Meanwhile, if they're not allowed, well, it's going to be a little bit of a difficult situation. And there's just no way of knowing with some of them right now. What we kind of notably, notably see over the years is that teams with a lot of roster turnover experience a lot of volatility because they don't really know their roles early on. And you brought up Memphis. I think that's a great example of a team that I want to be optimistic about because Caleb Mills, Javon Quinterly, 
Jordan Brown. These are three names that entered via the transfer portal that are notable names in college basketball and that have made a lot of plays for their respective past schools, whether it's Villanova and Alabama for Quinterly or Florida State and Houston for Caleb Mills. Jordan Brown, you just know how to slot him in because he's a defensive presence and an offensive board guy. And so when you combine maybe on paper, one of the better backcourts in the entire country with Quinterly and Mills, and then you combine him with a big that's something that you want to be optimistic about. But like you said, with so much turnover, with so much uncertainty, and just kind of finding these roles early on, these are definite stayaways until they prove something. I, I just don't want to be investing my money against them or on them. It's so difficult right now, and especially with regards to the futures market. It's something that I really just don't want any part of with regards to a lot of these teams with question marks. If I had to invest in anything right now, and I'm not sure if you play too many college basketball futures because I – Personally, I'm a game-to-game guy. I do not really want to be venturing there, but I would try to go with a team that's a little bit more known that might be outside that top five, like a Marquette, where you know everyone that's coming back. They're obviously higher up the board, but Michigan State, you know exactly what you're evaluating. There's not going to be a lot of trade secrets or anything like that. You're banking on some like a Jaden Akins being able to take a stride forward, which you're able to feel comfortable with. It's all like, oh, player X, player Y may or may not be eligible. I'm not sure if you play a lot of futures right now, but if you were to, would there be any sort of teams that you would be taking a look at at this point? I kind of like you. I am definitely a game-by-game guy when it comes to college basketball and even college football to a degree, um, just because there's not a lot of markets out there for over under on wins for some of these college basketball teams that I would be bullish about, maybe in the lower levels. But when you're kind of looking at these markets, I do think there's a lot of player award value out there. So for example, I've DraftKings up right now. I'm looking at Nigel Pack to win player of the year, and it's at plus 15,000. You can kind of predict what his role is going to be in, in certain players as well, because when you have a lot of roster turnover, but a guy that's kind of sticking there for multiple seasons, I'm going to expect Nigel Pack's volume to go increase quite a bit. So I do think there's a lot of value in, in maybe betting on like the Wooden Award and things like that. But betting team futures right now before we've actually seen these teams take the floor, it's an aggressive stance to take, in my opinion. Yep, I think so as well. I do think that it's very difficult to be able to do. And you bring up something interesting with Nigel Pack, because when it comes to college basketball this year, I'm noticing that a lot of these front runners for player of the year, a lot of these front runners for a lot of these awards, they are mostly big men. And How much do you think it is a little bit more of a big man's game in this day and age of college basketball? Because a lot of these guys that they get drafted very, very quickly with regards to the NBA draft, they are a lot of guards. Meanwhile, we see a lot of the big men, a lot of the forwards, what have you, stay three to four years. And I do think that that has caused for a little bit of a lack of guard play in college basketball over the last few years. And it's really easy to kind of fall in love with the big men when you're talking about awards or the faces and and images of college basketball because when you see a big man and he's putting up 24 and 11 or 24 and 12 that looks a lot more appetizing than 24 5 5 and maybe two in the steals department when you're talking about maybe in the late game situations and you're trying to race like a nine point lead that's where the guards come in and we remember the moments with the guards because those are the team those are the guys who are making the plays when it matters but when you are talking about the face the image the wooden award things like that those stat stuffers and those big men are really what kind of drive it. Do I think college basketball is a sport that's predicated on having great bigs? No, but I do think they end up becoming the name and the image because of how much they put on a stat sheet. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I think that that's very well said by you as trying to be on the show. We do have Rob Donaldson does a tremendous job 
taking a look at the great game of college basketball over at Rob's Best Bets. And when it comes to guards that you are a little bit bullish on for the season, I know you were mentioning Nigel Pack. Are there a few other guys that do come to mind? Because I take a look at Villanova this year as being a team I'm very bullish on because when Justin Moore was back in the fold for them, they were a completely different team than when he was off the floor. I think that this is someone that should be able to elevate that Villanova program. And all in all, with them being able to bring back so many of those pieces from last year, Sam's Cam Whitmore, who was injured for quite a bit of last season, I think that that's a team that can really take some big giant strides forward from where they were a season ago. Yeah, there's a lot of guards out there this year that are, are intriguing because, well, whether it's, you know, a new player ending up in a new spot. And for example, Max Asmus going to Texas. I mean, obviously we know Max Asmus from his runs with Oral Roberts, whether that was in the conference play or an actual postseason, the NCAA tournament. He is one of the best players in all of college basketball, easily in my top five if I were to rank them out officially. But also you look at a guy like Tyson Walker, who started off his career at Northeastern and now is obviously at Michigan State. He really had a great tournament. And he's a guy that I think coming into this year, because of the solidified role that he now has, and with them not really battling, hopefully, with injuries to Malik Hall early in the season, and they really just kind of know who their starting five is going to be. I think when you have that level of confidence that these are the guys that are going to be rolling out there every single day, here's what your role is. It's a playmaker. It's a volume score. It's a jump shot score. It's a free throw score. I think Tyson Walker is going to be in store for a really great season this year. Yep, I do think that Tyson Walker is going to be able to have that big year as well. And I know you do a great job with a lot of the mid-majors. I know that you were talking a little bit earlier about a team like Austin P being intrigued by them. But are there a few mid-majors that they are sending out to you right now that you think, man, perhaps they're going to be a team that wins their league. Perhaps they're going to be able to provide a few upsets early on during the season. Because I do think that we were mentioning in Austin P, they could be a team that does pop a little bit. Obviously, when it comes to some of those big West schools, like I always look at those teams like UC Santa Barbara, and they're pretty tried and true teams. And I do think that they're going to be in for a big year as well. But are there any teams that are maybe outside of the big six that you're taking a look at and you think, man, this could be a school that could be a little bit of a cash cow for us early on during the season? Yeah, there's a number of teams that I'm really bullish about and intrigued about. And you named Austin P, and that's been my team over the entire summer just because I'm really excited to see how they perform. But when you also are talking about other teams out there in, in the mix as well, I'm looking at a team like Charleston again. You know, really burst on the scene with Pat Kelsey last season and nearly one of the NCAA tournament games came down to the wire in that one. I think that they're a team that's going to be a fixture in, in the CAA. And with Hofstra kind of losing some pieces this offseason as well, I really do think Charleston's going to be one of those teams that probably wins that 31, 30 points a game, uh, 30 wins total games for the entire season. And I, I really do think they might get over the hump and win a NCAA tournament game this season as well. And I'm so glad that you mentioned them because how much of the teams that you are looking to as having a little bit of upside are a little bit less individual based and a little bit more team based? Because the reason why I do love Charleston so much is because they do have such a good system of having a bunch of changeable parts, having a bunch of guys that they play as a good collective, being able to get those offensive rebounds because with Charleston last year, 
they didn't necessarily have that one superstar piece. And I really don't think that they're going to have that once again this year. But I think that Pat Kelsey has such a good system and such a good coach that he is going to be able to elevate them. 100% agree. And when it comes down to you know the end of the season and we're talking, looking at all these teams that are left and whether it's the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, the Final Four, it always comes down to the same type of coaches who are making those impacts. And Pat Kelsey, in my opinion, is definitely one of the best coaches in all of college basketball. I mean, this might be his last season at Charleston just because of him being that special as a, as a brilliant mind to the game. And even at Winthrop, you know, when you're a program builder, when you have a great scheme that you can execute and implement right away, that just goes so far. And so, like you said, you know, they didn't really have that one notable name on last year's roster. It was kind of just a nameless faces, guys executing every single play. But that's what really does end up winning games. And that's where the consistency you can bank on comes from. Like you said, I really love Charleston as well for those reasons. Yep, I think that they're going to be in for a very good year as well. Even though they lose a lot of pieces, Vermont is a team that in the America East, we know exactly what they're going to be doing as well. And we always know that this man is going to be putting out great analysis and doing a tremendous job of taking a look at this game that we all know and love, Rob. You do absolutely amazing work on the college basketball front. This time of year, you take a look at another college sport in college football. I know you, much like myself, doing a great job on the baseball front as well. So let the good people at home know it's all on tap for you and how people can follow along on social media and other platforms. Yeah, I love coming on and talking ball with you, Greg. So anytime you want to have me, I'm definitely here. And for you guys at home who are wanting to follow me on social media, you know, if you check me out on X at Rob DFB, that'll definitely be the best way to kind of keep up to date with everything that I'm doing. And then on YouTube, I try to upload every single day. Doesn't always happen that way, but I have been trying to get a little bit more consistent with the YouTube uploads as well. So definitely check me out on there and you can hear some long form analysis with me and with Greg and with whoever else I bring on a podcast. It's always a great time. Thank you for having me on, Greg. Always appreciate the time of Rob Donaldson. He does an absolutely amazing job and he got the X correct as well, which that's going to take <laughs> me an eon and a half to get used to that, just like it's going to take me a long time to get used to the fact that the Big Ten currently has 18 teams. It would be nice if they kept a little bit of number <laughs> consistency there, but a man that is very consistent as he's always doing a tremendous job is Rob, and his time is always appreciated on this podcast. Big thanks to Rob Donaldson for joining me. I'm Gus Kassoops, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast, and if you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Gus Kassoops, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you do have a question, comment, segment idea, what have you for this podcast, you fire those in one of two ways. First one is my X timeline at GNNRS41. Keep in mind, letters ZM. Maybe it does not matter, so as per usual, please do send these into the timeline and the other ways find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire on whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I'm coming at you guys every single day on this podcast, as I was alluding to in segment number one, with player movement really done. We're going to be looking at just previewing a lot more of these teams. We're through, I believe, 20 conference previews. The SWAC and the Sunbelt should be coming up within the next seven days, maybe a tad bit longer on the Sunbelt, but those are on the horizon. Then we get the West Coast Conference, the WCC, and then into the Power Conferences. So we are getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. It is going to be a great one, and I'll be with you guys every single day before then, and then once we get in season, fix and analysis on every single game, every single day. So appreciate tuning in today, and I'll be back with you once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.